Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Curly Nerd Podcast. I am the Curly Nerd Jess, and as per usual, I am joined live and direct from Houston. Uh, with D. Randall, cause of the scandal, trying to get my headphones centered and working properly. I'm just all discombobulated today. I don't think that rhymed. What, do you soak the shocker? Uh, exactly. Yes, I am. Thank you for noticing. Oh, okay. All right. You just have to, a lot of run-on sentences that just don't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, the beat doesn't mean anything. Um, cadence. Rhyming. Doesn't mean anything. None of it. None of it. None, none of it. None of it at all. So what's up, my friend? Uh, so wait, I think we took a week off. I was out of town in Vegas because, bye. you know, making it do what it do. Getting tanned. I see you out there. Super tan. Tan. Getting blackety black. It's so great. The <laughs> black of the bear, the sweet of the juice. The sweet of the juice. And I've just been in Houston burning up in the hot, nice. oppress- the hot oppressive southern sun. Nice. That sounds like fun. How's that uh, humidity? And uh, you haven't rained. We've been having Houston rain up in New York. It rained so hard. Somebody on Twitter today said it was a biblical rain, and someone else said that they heard trumpets. Like I'm not even kidding you, Damien. I looked outside. Oh look, I turned. I had everybody look outside at work, and it looked like somebody was dumping a bucket of water outside the window. Jeez. And actually, I think the river flooded, so the FDR was all backed up because the river flooded. Mm. Okay, y'all are having That's fun. How much it rained. Uh, it's it's rained sporadically over here, but it's been mostly hot and humid, and a ton of mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, yeah. gross. I I have so far been fortunate enough that I only got the one mosquito in my house that ate my whole leg up. But <laughs> knock on wood, I almost opened up the. My house is eighty three degrees on the inside, and because it rained so hard, it's actually seventy something degrees on the outside. And I almost opened my front door to get some air in. Then I thought, nah, the mosquitoes will come in and eat me alive. Yep. Why bother? Why bother? But yeah, so we took that week off. Um, let me see. I saw the Whitney Houston documentary on Sunday. How was that? Okay. Okay. Right. I'm doing the like. Eh, yeah. hand. Okay. I enjoyed it, but uh, it was a little chopped and screwed. I didn't really care for the way it was edited. They would like throw in things that were whatever the time period was happening, whatever was going on in that moment. And then they would show something from Whitney's life that happened in that moment. But the timeline seemed off. Hmm. You know, I was like, wait, are we, is this the 90s or the 80s? But I thought this song was in the 80s. But I thought this song was in the 90s. So it kind of was chopped and screwed and back and forth. I did get a little choked up a couple of times. Um, it, it was all right. It was fascinating to find out that it was actually Whitney's brothers who got her on drugs and that Bobby actually couldn't hang. Hmm. They did more drugs than he could. Uh, it was no surprise to me that Bobby was insanely jealous and starve for attention because men and um what? i found out that whitney Houston was in fact gender fluid or not gender fluid um her sexuality was fluid i should say pansexual yeah okay. she, i guess she would be you they would call her pan which was funny because it was a tabloid thing and everybody ignored it but i watched the video the movie and they had everybody on them. They had Pat Houston. They had her ex-sister-in-law. They had, the only person they didn't have was her girlfriend, Robin. Mm. They had her hairdresser. Her hairdresser was with her forever. And man, I tell you what, y'all. Hair, they, people tell the hairdressers everything. And mm. that hairdresser knew all the tea. I was like, man. Mm. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, but I also went and saw Sorry to Bother You. Yes, I also went and saw it uh, last night, as a matter of fact. Because I do love me some Lakeith yeah. and some Tessa Thompson. And Army Hammer was pretty good. Army Hammer has hips. I didn't really look at his body. I just noticed that he was... No, I remember I went and saw I saw straight white men. Oh, that's right. You did. I saw straight white men, and I was like, does Army Hammer have hips? This is the <laughs> thing about tone, like skin tone and texture from the, the melanin deficient. Like, 
there's just not that elasticity there. Like, I was like, why does your booty look so loose in those jeans? <laughs> so I was pretty close to the stage, and I was like, does Army Hammer have hips, or am I tripping? Uh, no, he's he's he seems like he's tall though. This is the first time he's that very I, very very tall. He's yeah, very tall. He's a lot. He was a lot taller than everybody else in this movie, which I, I yeah, finally no, noticed. He was tall on stage in that play. He was huge. He's really tall. But you, you know who was not tall. Omari Yo, your man power. Yeah, your man power. I was like, is that dude fully grown? Did you notice the way that they shot the angle when he showed up? Yes. That angle that he was at? I was like, is he a midget? Is that why they got the angle like that? And yeah. then when they finally adjusted the camera, I was like, he is probably about a good 5'8", and Lakeith's probably about six feet tall. Might be 5'8". Might. Like, man, the dude is short with narrow shoulders. But it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Power. What'd you think of the movie? Uh... I, the movie was not what I expected it to be. Neither did I. Well, because, you know, we try to live by the... So this is what I have been doing. Movies that I don't care to see or maybe I might see, I watch a couple of trailers. Right. If it's a movie that I'm looking forward to seeing, like, okay, I'll watch one trailer, but I'll leave it at that. But if it's mm-hmm. one of our, you know, geek movies and I don't want any spoilers, you know, I'm not watching any right. trailers at all. Right. I'm not going to watch any, any, any trailers. I don't want any spoilers. So I only saw like one trailer. So I all I thought was it was a movie about a guy who used a white voice at a telemarketing company to sell things to people and make money. Like right. a black man who and of course it was like a voiceover like it wasn't really his voice. It, it was, was you know it wasn't him like because even he joked around and like plugged his nose and was like yeah. no I'm the white voice. And he's like no 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 actually the white voice and an entirely different voice comes out. Yeah. I thought that's what the movie was about. Yeah, uh, you know, wasn't. The, the story of my corporate life. Yeah, that's and I right, was like, right, right. if if that's the case, I'm on board for it. Yeah, he uh, David Cross provided his white voice, by the way. Oh, is that whose voice that yeah. was? And Patton oh, Oswalt provided the voice of Amari Hardwick. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Who was uh, Danny Glover? I saw the name, but I can't remember. But yeah, they actually they had actual white people providing the white voices, which was funny. Well, clearly. Yeah. It was, um, so based on that premise, I was like, ah, I think I'll like this because it's right up my alley. It's it's kind of a, it's a parody of my life in corporate America and the things that we have to deal with. And the first part of the movie went along with that. There was a definite turn in the third act that I did not expect that changed the entire tone and nature of the movie. Yep. And it left me conflicted about whether or not I really liked the movie. Here's the deal. I didn't mind the twist and the turn, right? I didn't mind what happened in the third act. I did kind of throw my hands up and I went, are you kidding me? I was like, oh my God. I actually was like, okay, I'm done. You know, and I just like laughed and I was like rolling my eyes or whatever. And it was actually pretty funny. And there was still like this whole kind of social commentary even Mm -hmm. within that whole scene. The whole movie was kind of a social commentary. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't like about it is it reminded me of the Whitney movie where it was edited weird. It just was kind of like the movie edited. The Whitney movie was edited weird. So it would take you out of moments, like in and out of moments. The movie took you in and out of moments. So wait, so we're draw. He's first initially making phone calls and he drops into people's living rooms, whatever the situation is. Right. He's like Mm -hmm. dropping in on that. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Then it's like his whole relationship with his girlfriend, who's the artist. Yeah. Then it's Steve Yoon shows up, Glenn from The Walking Dead, who wants to unionize the telemarketing agency. Yep. Then it's him trying to save his uncle's house. Then it's him. Like I was like, it's like it was like a whole lot of just so much was happening where it didn't really make a cohesive story. And and honestly, on, in all honesty, I kind of thought he was like. You know how you throw spaghetti on the wall? Let's throw spaghetti mm-hmm. on the wall and see what sticks. Yep. Too much of the spaghetti stuck on the wall. A lot of it stuck on the wall. And none of it dripped down. 
it was just at stuck all. there. And, and, and that, let's let's put it all in. Let's put it all yeah. in. It kind of ties in together, yeah, right? Yeah, it ties in. Okay, okay, cool. But not really. So nothing was really resolved. I think, at which all. was my thing. It, like none of the none of the plot lines were really resolved. But I mean, I can't say it was terrible. I didn't. Was, I liked it. I didn't hate it. I didn't. I didn't dislike the movie. Yeah, it was just disjointed for me in some right. places. And I mean, yeah. and there there are some characters that are introduced later in the movie where I was just kind of like. Uh, Okay. They need to. Yeah, I didn't. Whatever. It was just like whatever, yeah. dog. Like, and it's even that way that it ended with the third act, and like mm-hmm. not not post credits, but like you know, like just with the riot scene and all that. I was mm-hmm. like, this just everything just seemed like so messed up. The Tessa Thompson being an artist. I mean, like there were so many things that made so much sense. Like what? Because I was kind of talking with one of my friends about this because he'd seen it as well, and I was saying like. He's like, well, I felt like the whole thing was about, you know, you're selling out to corporate America. It's about capitalism. It's about this, that, and the third. And I said, yes and no, because that's not what I took from it. What I took from it was it was kind of this, it wasn't capitalism, it was materialism. Because he didn't sell out initially. He wasn't selling out his friends when he first got promoted. Mm -hmm. He was trying to get that money to help that uncle. Yeah. That was his that was his priority. He wasn't being selfish. He was like, This is for the greater good. But then what happened was when he saw the money, then it turned into something more materialistic. I didn't even think that it was capitalism. I thought it I looked at it as materialism. I think it was I think it was both. I think it was capitalism on the part of the telemarketing firm. I think it was On the firm, yes, yeah. but I meant on his own personal oh, yeah. story. Yeah, and in his personal story it was definitely materialism. Yeah, yeah. Because that's that's what that's kind of what I got from yeah. it. I didn't think that the movie was that deep. I think that people were looking for something deeper. I think it was pretty much pretty self-explanatory and kind of in your face. Yeah. It wasn't like that much of a social commentary as it was just like, this isn't even a commentary. It's just like, this is how it is. So if I can get a little deeper on it, um, Boots Riley is the director. Boots Riley right. is a musician from a group called The Coup. Um, early to mid-90s was kind of their, their high point. And I remember... When I walked out this movie, I said, this movie reminds me of the same experience I had when I bought their first album. I, you know, just on the surface, their first album seemed like it was going to be like really dope, really forward thinking politically. And when I bought the album, I was like, uh, I see what y'all tr- like that. I see yeah. what y'all tried to do, but y'all kind of fell off the rails with it. So this yeah. this movie kind of gave me that same feeling like it's it feels like. A few incomplete thoughts that were really good thoughts, but I just wanted to see them like fully, fully flesh them out. Yeah. Uh, you and I were talking earlier that this is kind of uh, a side effect of the get out syndrome where. Right. Now everybody wants to get out. Everybody wants to have their own get out. Yes. Including me. And you know, so we're going to see a rash of these for a while and hopefully more of them are good than bad. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I don't know. I if if it were like if we were doing the about to review John um like um rating, I actually would give it a bad. Yeah, I give it a bad. I give it a bad. It wasn't it wasn't a, it wasn't a good I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I say this all the time. Just because I like a movie doesn't mean the movie was good. Right. I like the movie. Yeah. It was it was it was it was entertaining. I found it entertaining. Oh, for sure. Uh, and and I, and I laughed quite a bit. Yeah. I, I do like seeing Lakeith Stansfield and, and Tessa Thompson on screen. They're both very good actors. And they have bright futures ahead of them. Yeah, yeah. For, oh, for sure. Given the right script. Yeah. Um, I did see a trailer for Creed, though, when I was... I did. I saw it, too. Yeah. I, mean, I, I just saw... So, who did the lone dog like this? It's just really annoying. I can't... I have a hard time with taking him seriously <laughs> at all and... 
I don't know. And I, I just, I, whatever, dog. I just. It's going to be a movie pass movie for me. Heck yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, I got to use my movie pass for Whitney. That yeah. was great. I used mine for Sorry to Bother You. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, I mean, Creed, it's it's not directed by Ryan Coogler, so I'm not completely invested. Right, exactly. But my friend said the same thing. That I could produce by, or directed by Coogler. I was like, nope. Nerd. Oh, all right. Yeah. No, nah, it's not going to me. He's making that real Skrilla now, so. Yeah, you don't need that. With his with his Oakland way of talking. Like, the way he talks is so funny to me. Like, that weird, like, he almost does sound like E-40. I mean, he's straight from the town, cuz. I mean, yeah, you know, he's just out yeah, here representing for the town, you know. Oh yeah, from the from the town, I, like uh, the way Marshawn Lynch talks. Yes. It's just so funny the way he talks. That whole like yeah, that whole uh, West Coast thing. Anyways, whatever. Moving on. This week is San Diego Comic Con. I will be there live and direct. I will be. I land in San Diego on Thursday, so I will be there from Sunday. I mean, I'm sorry, from Thursday until maybe Sunday. I think I might take off on Sunday and go do something else. Yes, but. There's actually a lot going on. And this is what's so crazy is that you and I say, oh, we're not watching no trailers. Hey, but guess what? It's San Diego Comic-Con weekend. So what am I about to be doing? Watching hello trailers. Watching all of them. It's different when you all watch them in person. It's different. Yeah, and it's different. It's like an event. It's like I'm there not just like in the theater or looking at my laptop or on my iPad or my TV or whatever. I'm actually going to be seeing these trailers with the with the director. Like I, I saw... Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan tweet that he was going to be at Hall H and when I tell you I got my whole life mm. so what do we have you said we got on Thursday the Predators in Hall H yeah with uh, Olivia Munn's going to be there you know I don't know who that is mm. um, Better Call Saul which I cannot wait for yes. it's like my favorite show I love Better Call Saul and then of course there's going to be a spotlight on Jeff Lemire who I absolutely love yes. and you know Dustin Wynn's there as well yes he's always there so that'll be really cool so hopefully I'll see him that's Thursday. Anything else happening on Thursday that I need to see? Iron Fist, if you care. Nope, not at all. <laughs> what is it? What about the Comedy Central stuff? Are there going to be Rick and Morty? Is there going to be yeah, any the, of that stuff? They have those on uh, on Friday, as a matter of fact. Okay, looks okay. like e- either Friday or Saturday. I know, like Robot Chicken is in the Indigo Ballroom where they normally have. So it. then, that's what it always is. Yeah. yeah. So I'll probably be at Indigo Ballroom because I mean, well. The thing about that is, it's like they do that on purpose. So do I want to be at Indigo Ballroom or Hall H? Because I think that M. Night Shyamalan is going to be in Hall H on Friday. Is that a Sony movie? Glass? Mm-hmm. Why are you asking me? Probably so. Because I know Sony Pictures has their their um, their thing in Hall H. So then what is the, uh, what's Thursday? Is that Universal? What is The Predator? Uh, what studio is that? Whoever it is. I'm not sure offhand. It must be Universal because if okay. Saturday is Warner Brothers. Yeah. And Friday is Sony. Yeah, it makes sense. Sony is Friday. Okay. And then right. you'll probably see Venom. You'll see Tom Hardy on Friday. Neat. <laughs> uh, also on Friday, uh, DC is going to start premiering some of their uh, offerings from their DC streaming service. One of those being Young Justice Outsiders. There's a screening of Castle Rock, the new show based on the works of Stephen King, if you're into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, why is why is Cloak and Dagger even there? The show's already on. It's already on, but you know they still have to have that that presence. You know, whatever. You know they're going to be there. What is the death of Superman? The death of Superman is a new animated feature, which will also, I believe, premiere on the DC streaming network as well. It will probably be the correct retelling of the death of Superman that they messed up in um, Batman versus Superman. 
you know, Batman versus Superman had like three movies in one. They just kind of crammed the death of Superman in there. That is correct. This is the animated version that probably does it right. I may or may not see it, but who knows? And then Bumblebee's going to be in Hall H. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I haven't watched a trailer for that yet. You guys, you guys watch the trailer though, right? I, I did watch the trailer for it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it falls in that category. All the Transformers movie falls fall in the category of, you know, I'll go see it, but I don't really care. But I actually right. got I actually got excited when I saw the trailer. It takes place in the eighties, so it you know. Oh, I think I saw a clip of it. I didn't yeah. watch the whole trailer, but I saw like a bit, a piece of it. So for people like me who saw the first Michael Bay Transformers movies and are like, well, these don't look like the Autobots and Decepticons that I grew up with as a kid. Guess what? You're gonna get that in Bumblebee. It takes place in the eighties. Spoiler alert! I saw Starscream, and I was like, I'm sold. All right, nerd. So then on Saturday, Deadly Class is in the Indigo Ballroom, mm-hmm. which I'm actually looking forward to. I think that'll be pretty good. I can't wait to actually read that book to right before the show starts. Yes, I'm do can't wait for that to be. I can't wait. I can't wait for that to be our comic book of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Black Lightning will be in Ballroom 20. I don't know if I need to go to that because I probably I'm going to be in Hall H because Hall H that day is Warner Brothers, which is DC, which would be Aquaman, Wonder Woman 2, Shazam. It's going to be all those movies that we're yep. looking forward to. And I need you to camp out for Hall H. Actually, I have a feeling. I don't need to camp. I don't need to camp out. I got them. I got them great oh, passes. That's right, that's right. Who's camping out? Not this girl. Thanks to my friend Joe. What do you know? <laughs> like, thanks to Joe. We don't have to wait in no lines. We don't have to camp out. I can sleep like a normal person. Plus, you've already done your time. You've been through the trenches before. Oh, my God. Yes. Ugh. You're a survivor. I'm a survivor. A survivor of San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. I'll see. And, I, you know, once I get down there, too, it'll be fun to see just what else is going on and what else I can see. Uh, I'm going to bring a backpack. I'm going to bring my backup chargers. Yes. I am going to uh, make sure I record a bunch of stuff. I'll film some stuff and then um, see what comic books I can get signed. Absolutely. And, and they're supposed to have a lot more stuff going on outside of the convention center this time. I think nice. I think they're actually blocking off part of the street, so there's more room for pedestrian traffic and more activities. So it more should, room to do activities. It should be a lot more fun, I think, this year. Yeah, I think that'll be dope. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on. Mm. The comic book of the week is Man of Steel by Brian Michael Bendis. Why did you choose this comic book as comic of the week for us? Uh, I've been trying to... Uh, well, first of all, because I'm a Brian Michael Bendis stan... And I know that this was a this was a big moment for him, a defining moment for DC, uh, because they're starting to get a lot of the Marvel creators that had classic runs with Marvel. They're coming over to DC now and testing out their chops there. Um, I was kind of conflicted. Let me be honest. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even really going to go into the plot of it. It's Superman meets. Uh, he runs into a guy who may or may not have destroyed Krypton and he's out for revenge against Superman and the entire Kryptonian lineage. Um, Reading these six issues proved one thing to me once and for all. And what is that? I genuinely don't care about Superman as a character. Isn't that the truth? I didn't care about anything that was happening to him. I cared more about his dad. Right. I, and I'm sitting there like this is my favorite author, and, and I think I think Bendis did a good job of writing. Uh, uh-huh. The dialogue didn't seem as stale as other stupid as other Superman comics, but I was like, I really don't care about Superman, and it it, hi- it highlights one of the reasons why I tend to favor Marvel books more than I do DC books, uh, because Bendis is a phenomenal 
writer when it comes to like ground level and street level characters, people who aren't just like fantastically omnipotently powerful. Like he's good at 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 writing characters that have severe flaws and weaknesses, and mm-hmm. this whole. I, I I was like I do not care about Superman as a character and this and this proves mm-hmm. it. So I'm just like yeah, I'm I'm gonna wait for I'm gonna wait for Bendis to write Batman someday and I'll I'll probably be really interested in that. I think he would do a good job with Batman. Superman is just one of those characters that my goodness man, I just I don't know unless it's Henry Cavill on the screen playing him. I really don't care. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. You already know how I feel about that. Oh, I know how you feel. Yeah. Um, But that's why I chose it as a comic of the week, because I just wanted to highlight the fact that even though Brian Michael Bendis is my favorite artist, not even he can make me care about Superman. Superman Interesting. Yeah, Yeah. I just didn't care. I didn't even know he was married. I didn't know he had a kid. I didn't care about anything that was happening to him. The only thing I cared about was that little planet that the little bad guy destroyed, you know, or the little group of people. Other than that, I didn't care. I'm reading this and I'm just like, okay, this is cool. It's an interesting story, but I care about everything else that's happening. I don't care about Bat or him. I care about Batman. I care about the Justice League. Yeah. Like, I don't only care about that. I don't care about anything that Superman is doing. Correct. Unless Henry Cavill is in that suit, I don't care. You know what? I think I would like to see Bendis write Justice League. I think he would do a good job with Justice League. Especially oh, for sure. If he does the he writes thing. a great story. Yeah. If he does like a Justice League disassembled, <laughs> I'm here for it. But we'll see. So, yeah, that was the comic book of the week. Is Check it out. I mean, just check it out. It's like it's what, six issues. It's yep. a nice little story. Yep. It's not bad. It's just that Superman's boring. It's He's super square. Nothing about him is interesting. It's written that's well. Why they had, that's why they did make so many different versions of him. Yeah, I was hoping that he was going to break Superman down and like make it so that Superman is no longer a Boy Scout, but we'll see. He's writing Superman for a while, so we'll see if that changes over time. Yeah, I mean, one hopes. Anyways, in other news, mm. I, like I said, I'll be at Comic-Con, so what you need to do is follow us on at It's the Curly Nerd. I'm going to be live tweeting. I'll be posting some videos on our Instagram. I'll be posting some pictures on the Insta story, put a little video together for YouTube, um yeah it's gonna be fun i can't wait because we haven't been since 2015 so it's been three yes. years wow miss out on a lot yeah hey. now this year i'm gonna see everything get it all of it yep getting it out getting it out and i'll be here on the sidelines provide the play-by-play right and i gotta make sure i charge all these backup charges up too please do but thank you god that i have a um a eight plus i think stage charged for like i can leave it overnight and it's still not dead yeah like not charge is great it is pretty great. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. You know where to find us. And what? Where? Where? At Google? What are we on? Google, Google Play, Play, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. I'm still trying to get us on Spotify. Spotify is taking its time, but we will get there. You can also find us on the uh, all the internets. It's the Curly Nerd at It's the Curly Nerd, and It's the Curly Nerd dot com. You can find Jess at. JDC O'Brien on Twitter. That's all you need to find me at. That's all you need to find her at. And I'm That's da- all you need to find me at. And I'm Damian Randall in some places, um, assuming that you can find me. But yes. I, I'll, I'll be posting on the uh, the Curly Nerd account this week, so you ain't got to worry about that. Yeah, you're. I'm seriously about to die. My house is so hot. I can't even take it. Okay. Will you go ahead and cool off? I'm about off? to die in this, hot, in, this, in this house. I'm about to die. <laughs> Please don't die oh, in my goodness. House. Oh, my goodness. Somebody help me. Jesus, be an air conditioner. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Bye. All right, y'all. Peace.